Welcome to the After Sessions podcast, episode 11, Sticks. We are your hosts, Logan. Mary. And Jamie. You never heard Sticks before? No. Must be a football thing. Sports. Yep. Go team. All right. Um, Jamie, would you mind welcoming, welcoming us in with the welcome? Sure. Absolutely. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the moments you give us in life. We thank you, God, for the holy conversation that's about to happen. And we pray that you would enter into it by the power of your spirit so that we could grow together as we discuss your word. God, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Mm. Well, we are in our fifth week of um back talk and this week we're going a little we're going fishing i see what you did yes we are yes we are jamie jamie are you a fisherman absolutely (laughs) cool well couldn't tell in his message i just want to make sure with the listeners but um jamie would you mind Giving us a brief overview on what we're going to be diving in a little bit deeper here on this episode. Sure. So uh, we went to the scripture from John chapter 21 and we read verses 1 through 14, which is this moment uh, after the resurrection that the disciples just figured, uh, we'll just go back to doing what we know to do. And they knew how to fish. Simon Peter was a fisherman by trade. And so he takes the disciples out on the Sea of Galilee. And they go fishing and they don't catch anything. And so Jesus shows up on the seashore and he calls out to them, hey, throw your net on the other side of the boat and you'll catch some catch some fishing. Uh, or uh, actually, he asks them, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the call story from Luke chapter four. So he he tells them, he asks them, you haven't caught any fish, have you? And they answer no. And so then he says, hey put your net on the other side of the boat and you'll catch some. And so they do. And when they notice that it's the Lord, Simon Peter jumps in the water and he swims to shore and Jesus has breakfast there waiting for the disciples. And so the whole idea of uh, the disciples out fishing, uh, catching fish when Jesus asks them basically for food, it's this miracle of abundance that happens in that moment. And they don't recognize that it's Jesus until the miracle happens. And that's when John, the beloved, says, hey, it's the Lord. And so they enter in to this moment where they go have breakfast with Jesus on the, on the seashore. We showed a picture of that. Uh, the Mensa Christi. Uh, if you guys ever go to Israel or if any of the listeners ever go to Israel, there's a place next to the seashore in Galilee called the Table of Christ, the Mensa Christi. And you can actually go to that place and see that spot where Jesus fixes breakfast for the disciples. And so this whole idea of, have you caught any fish? Jesus is actually asking that question to get the disciples to answer no. And so when they realize they haven't caught any fish, then it's a way for Jesus to kind of get into this concept of you're not going to catch any without me either. And so then we just kind of broke it down into some points that we could apply to our life, some things that are really practical 
And, um, you know, we just kind of concluded with let's go fishing. We should be fishing for people. And are we? That's the kind of the point of the whole sermon today. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. It, it was, you know, it's kind of funny. It was like, man, I kind of wish sometimes things in my life were just like, oh, I'll just go the opposite. Or, you know, I'll, instead of throwing the net on the right side, I'll throw the net on the left side. And it's going to work out for me. But it's almost like um, Jesus just wanted us to not do things our way and that's right go go his route and his, his way so um it was a very kind of a humbling moment because it's like oh man you know the, i'm sure they get that they were thinking like yeah okay just we'll throw the net on the opposite side okay like we've never fished before but uh, <laughs> they listened to him and it obviously paid out well yeah, you know, and that's the point. Those guys, that's what they did for a living. Yeah. They knew what they were doing, or so they thought. Yeah. And so this whole idea of just throw the net eight feet away from where you're throwing it currently and you're going to catch some fish doesn't even, like, that doesn't even compute with a fisherman. If yeah. I'm throwing my bait here, what do you mean throw it there and I'll catch some? Like, why wouldn't I be catching any here where I'm at? The same one. And the whole idea was that they needed Jesus, yeah. you know, in order to in order to catch fish. So it's it's really cool. Very humbling moment. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a theme with everything that we talk about. It always falls back on we need Jesus. Yeah. That's the bottom line. It's everything that we go through, everything that we experience, we always find relation. And then we always come right back to the same point of we need Jesus. Yeah. But I love um, just your starting question of um, what was it? What do we do when we don't know what to do? Yeah. Or where do we go when we don't know? What, what did you say? Devin? Yeah. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Like, what do you guys do when you don't know what to do? I will put on worship music. Yeah. Get started. Specifically worship music that I know so I can sing along and like be a part of it. Um, what else? I like to go shopping. <laughs> I like to just escape the house and that, I mean, nature is great, but I like to, cause then I can see other people. I'm just like thinking about other things. I can kind of turn off for a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, pray. Right. Yes. Well, that's what I do with my worship music. Okay. I don't know if that was like a given or not. Worship music. Okay. <laughs> Logan, what about you? What's your thing? Um, I mean, same thing with, with worship music. I mean, I've been at a time in my life where I was, I grew up worship music every single morning and just came in the living room, just kind of sat and, you know, had my thoughts while I'm, um, having breakfast and you know it's just me and worship music and god and my my food in, in that moment so it's a um able to kind of really listen and uh, then also obviously pray but i like just being out out outside with nature if that's just sitting out on the back porch and you know having a drink or 
Yeah. Just something with nature and just God's creation around you, you know? What about when you don't know what to do, though? Like, I get that those are our, like, getaway moments, but, like, when we just don't know where else to go or what else to do. I mean, you fish. You fish in all instances, really, Jamie, right? I fish. <laughs> I'm not, I don't necessarily catch either. Yeah. I just go fishing. Like, when we did, we came out of that rent plate, uh, rent house that we were renting the last six months, there was these big coal pits right there on the land. And I was going fishing. It was like 40 degrees outside. I, I didn't care. You know, my favorite place, though, and my favorite time is in the summer to go down to Camp Egan mm. on a day trip. And I get in the Barron Fort Creek with a backpack full of like lunch and bait. And I got a, uh, a waterproof speaker attached to the backpack somewhere and i got worship music playing and i walk that creek all day long uh I've, I've been i've been back up in there like two or three miles and i just fish all day you know what i mean it's like you gotta get away it's not just a getaway place it's a moment where like hey i'm working some things out and i just need to get away from stuff so i can concentrate yeah. so i can just be with the lord and even if it takes all day, let me be doing something. It helps me just kind of move my thoughts forward. And I fish, man. I don't care where it's at. Uh, I got a fishing trip. I'm going fishing on the 21st. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, but I it's my go-to for sure. Wait to take Logan to that creek and to Egan. I mean, I've taken him once, but, I mean, it was like a quick it little like pit stop. Yeah, yeah, pit stop. So I cannot wait to really show him Egan. yeah it is but, amazing i think also for me i don't know probably for you but getting with family just being around family mm -hmm. um, yeah for you know some reason that just it gets my mind thinking about i guess just being around people that love you so you know it's like a comfort yeah it makes you makes your mind think positive thoughts and and reminds us that like we're not alone in yeah. this. We have our people, even when we don't know where to go, what to do, like we have our people right here. Um, you know what my wife does? What? So we talked about this after the message today while we're driving, coming home. And uh, I was like, well, you know, baby, what is your thing? Like, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Like when you need to think and you're uncertain, what is it that you do? And this is true. When she told me I, it don't, she cleans. She cleans like a mad person in the house and it helps her think for some reason. She'll, she'll, I mean, she'll just get stuff out of the cabinet, start cleaning it, vacuum. I mean, she just, and I got to get out of the way. She's like, Jenny, you just need to go somewhere. I'm like, I'm going to go fishing then. <laughs> but her thing is to clean. And the disciples thing, they were at a moment when they didn't know what to do. Like they were just like, what do we do now? Yeah. And Simon's like, well, the only thing I know to do is to go fishing. Like, that's that, that's what I know how to do. So that's where we're going. And yeah. all the disciples are like, well, we'll just come with you. And I'll be dang if they didn't meet Jesus on that fishing trip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, then, then after that fishing trip, you know, Jesus wanted them to go and, you know, be fishermen for 
um, just like bringing people to um, know Jesus. And yeah, uh, I was thinking like, why, why correlate like bringing people closer to Jesus with fishing? You know, thinking like you're casting your rod out if you're like reaching a new person and maybe you get like a nibble with them and they come to church with you or something. But you got to like keep con- persistently yeah. you know, engaging in that one relationship and reeling them in, you know, and then once you fully catch them, you, um, it's a great, great moment of whenever you catch that fish and reel it all in. But, you know, even with the casting, casting a net, you got to just keep going over and over. And That's over. right. It's about persistence. And, uh, so this morning at the nine o'clock service, we had a brother and sister baptism. Uh, Mary, you know the Gillis family. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Jason Gillis got baptized with his sister this morning. And his sister, uh, the most amazing thing about that is that he cast his net years ago. And a lot of times we plant seeds, we cast nets, we never get to see the catch, nor do we get to see the fruit. Yeah. We just pray that God brings the increase, you know, someday. Well, we started Vessel in 2017. And we started it with a sermon series called Who Are Your Seven? And we passed out magnets, like little square magnets that had blank seven blank spots on it. And we said, write a name, seven names on that magnet of people that you know need to know the Lord or who are disconnected from their faith. And guess whose name was on Jason's magnet? His sister. Mm-hmm. And his sister has been out of the church and she's been coming to Vessel since we've reopened and just loves it. And she wanted to join and get baptized this morning. And so he got to see the fruit of keep casting the net. And eventually, you know, the catch will come, you know, the catch belongs to Jesus, but our job is to fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that reminds me of, um, I heard a sermon once whenever I was in college and it's like talking about how, we're all the body of Christ. We're all an important piece. But even, even when we don't feel like our role here or the mission that God has given us is that big or strong or powerful, even like the little tiny tendons of a body that you can't see or the little, like the meniscus or something that you can't see, it's not super powerful, but without it, you're what you can't walk. Is that where it's at behind your knee or something? Yeah. It's in your knee. Yeah, if without it, your your body doesn't fully work. It's not fully complete. And so even the even those things, even the people that even the acts that you don't feel are feel like are that big matter because we all together are fishing for people. We're all we all together make up the body of Christ and each part is so important, even even the parts that you can't see. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I always think that. Jamie, do you think they that Jesus wants us to? I'm thinking, you know, whenever these guys they didn't know what to do, so they went back and did what they knew what to do, which was fishing, and then they they kind of refound Jesus, or you know, Jesus kind of directed them a different path do you think 
at times of like where we don't know what to do, we should do what we know we can do, like and what we have talent in. And even if that may not be kind of what um, our long game is, Jesus is going to kind of direct us down. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that was one of the points today. Uh, Don't worry about what you don't know. Just act on what you do know. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't know in life. Uh, There's a lot of things we don't know about God's plan for us. Uh, But what we do know is that Jesus is with us. Jesus will whisper. He's not going to yell louder than your world, louder than the noise that's going on. So, you know, uh, just it's almost like the whole thing about your faith. Like if you want more faith, just use the faith you have now and you'll get more faith. Yeah. So when we act on what we do know, on what, what we know the spirit is leading us to, what we feel like the spirit is telling us, go ahead and act on that. Don't worry about the unknowns. They'll become known soon enough. Like I, the disciples could not possibly have known that they were going to catch fish eight feet away from where they were fishing. They, they had no idea, but they did know how to fish. And so they were fishing, right? Mm-hmm. They did know they were told to throw the net there. So they threw the net there, but they shouldn't worry about what they don't know. Just act on what you're on, on what you do know. And then yeah. the miracle was 153 large fish is how the, I mean, they caught an abundance of fish when they finally, uh, forgot about, you know, worrying about what they didn't know and just acted on what they did. Yeah, that's good. Is that what you were asking? Yeah, no, it's spot on. I like how you reworded, like we at first we were talking, the verbiage was, have you caught, how many fish have you caught? Have you caught any yeah. fish? And then you posed it differently and you were like, you haven't caught any fish, have you? <laughs> so it's like that reverse psychology that kind of, I feel like the humor of Jesus, like that is constantly there that I can always think back on. I'm like, <laughs> you got me, you trick, you little tricks. Yeah. But just like, whenever you said it like that, I kind of was like, oh, dang, that was, that was good. That really like stopped me in my tracks and um, made me think. Yeah, of course you're not catching it. You're going your way and not yeah. my way. That's kind of yeah, funny. and I love that they had to answer that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, no, yep. we haven't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I just love it because he already knew. I mean, I love how Jesus used questions to get the disciples to realize something that Jesus already knows. Mm-hmm. He's so smart. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, you haven't caught anything, have you? And they're like, no, we haven't. Well, throw the net on the other side of the boat. And you, you know Simon Peter was like, oh, my gosh. You're kidding me. Throw the net on the yeah. other side of the boat. I mean, you have to be. I mean, if Logan, if, any, if you or Logan were to say that to me, I'm like, and even when we were setting all the stuff up, I was like, Logan, I did do that, okay? You think I don't know how to turn on the camera? <laughs> Or you, you're like, can you turn it sideways? Jamie, I think I can, just give me it. But like, so any, that's so relatable. And in that moment, it's so relatable, but then it's also just like, 
if they only knew it was Jesus. Like, if we only knew that Jesus was speaking through Logan in that moment, then maybe my life could have gotten a lot easier, a lot quicker, a lot sooner, or whatever. It really spoke to me when you turned it around like that. Yeah. Maybe you could start having that thought and you're like, oh man, I'm going to respect Logan a whole lot today and every day because, you know, maybe Jesus is really speaking to him right now. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. You know, how cool would it be, though, if we noticed Jesus before the miracle came? Mm. How much easier would it be to say yes? Right. Easy. And so that's what makes me think maybe in that moment that they were really struggling. Yeah. You know, their world had been taken away from them. They're still fearful. They're finally in Galilee, you know, where Jesus told them to meet them or to meet him. And they're just at their wits end. They're at the end of themselves and like, well, well, what do we do? Let's just go fishing. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like Simon Peter sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you even just describing it like that reminds me of like me in high school and everyone, everybody can tell me the same thing, like what I know. And I hear you. I know I'm, I'm no, I'm, I know what I need to do. I know I need to switch paths. I know I need to do this. I know I need to do that. But like, I can't do it based off of what you tell me. Like I have to, I have to do it on my own. But like, if I would have just, if I would have just done it, like if I would have just listened to you and like known that Jesus was speaking through you in that moment or whatever, things could have been so different. I mean, I wouldn't change anything now, but it's just like, it's, it's so relatable. And it is like, maybe a testimony of him really of them really struggling and just like that one person that wants to reach out and you want to help them but like you can't like addicts you can't get you can't we cannot understand what they're going through and just like pick them out of their addiction Mm -hmm. and expect to like point them down a better road like they have to do that on their own they have to take that leap and yeah they have to take their net and put it on the other side. They have to do that themselves. So, I mean, I can't imagine not knowing that it's Jesus. I don't know if I would ever pick up my net for somebody else. You know what I mean? Mm. If I knew it was him, then heck yeah. I'd be like, aye, aye, captain, let's go. <laughs> but not knowing it's him, I have so much stubbornness in me. And I feel like that's so, I mean, that's so common with many people. Man, I got my my gears turning. Which that relates to the first point. Yeah. And you know, you uh, what was the first point? When you've tried it your way and it hasn't worked, listen to Jesus and try it his way. Yeah. And so there's so many people that you know when you bring up addiction, mm-hmm. you know, we have the privilege of coming alongside of some really neat ministries here in Claremore. Yeah. Uh, with His House Ministries, with uh, you know, Hope House Ministries. Now there's another one uh gosh freedom fighters or fellowship fighters there's an i mean there's just all kinds of ministries where people are in addiction and they don't want to be in addiction right you know what i mean they're but they're oftentimes they're trying to get out of addiction their own way and they want to do it on their terms and so it's like this spiral thing or this cyclical thing where they just can't get out of the addiction 
And it's not until you come to the end of yourself that God can do his best work. And so when you're in addiction and you're finally like you have nowhere else to turn, you've tried everything. Well, how about let's listen to Jesus and try it his way and see what happens. What if he was telling you to throw your net on the other side of the boat? Would you be willing to do that? Especially if that was the only option you had left. Yeah. And so, you know, oftentimes we need to listen to Jesus and do it his way because our way just doesn't work. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um, and then at the end, you mentioned your action points and I wanted you to kind of share those and we can discuss those a little bit further by your action steps. My action steps. Are you talking about, okay, so I brought this sermon with me today because <laughs> it was, it was such a long day. You know what I mean? Uh, I wanted to make sure that I had this. So we had the, when you have, when you've tried it your way and it hasn't worked, listen to Jesus and try it his way. Don't worry about what you don't know. Just act on what you do know. Recognize Jesus as your source and be willing to go fishing. Yeah. You can't catch fish unless you're fishing. And you know, you know, what's really cool. I didn't mention this at the 1030 service, but I did at nine. So, uh, you know, I talk about Kendall quite a bit, but it's all good. She's my baby. And so we're at this place called, uh, gosh, I'm going to forget the name Southwood Southwood's nursery or something like that in Tulsa looking for plants and trees and flowers for our, you know, so we can do some landscaping out here. And Southwoods is gigantic. It's huge. It's a huge place down by Riverside Drive in Tulsa. And so we're, we got our shopping cart. We're going through Southwoods and we see somebody from the church. We see somebody from the church that we have not seen brother in a year. And all of a sudden there she is. And so we enter into this conversation with her and, you know, before the conversation's over with, you know, there's hugs given and all of a sudden she goes, you know, I need to get back. I need to get back into church. And my daughter goes, well, you can come to church tomorrow. We got two services, one at nine at one at 1030. And she says, thank you for asking me to come to church. I think I will come. And so like, I literally got to witness my daughter fishing yesterday and that's what brought and she came she came to church this morning and so it was wonderful like you never know just keep throwing the net out all the time and so it was really cool to see my daughter get involved with that and it just happened like right before our eyes it was wonderful absolutely wonderful yeah that's awesome super cool i love that super cool to be able to witness that and both as a pastor and Mm um i like the well you didn't really haven't really touched much on the action step of knowing that jesus is your source yeah can you explain that a little bit more well jesus being the source in this miracle has to do with what, what happened in that moment was so outside of the skill level of Simon Peter, even though he was the one that made a living fishing. He knew what he was doing. He knew where to throw the nets. He knew how to fish. He knew the sea. He knew where he was supposed to go. He wasn't catching anything. And when he's told, hey, throw the net over there, 
It's so outside of his mind. And so the only, the only thing you can come up with when something like that happens is that had to be Jesus. And so when the miracle happens, John, the beloved, looks at Peter and he goes, hey, that was the, that's the Lord. And Peter's like, well, no, duh, we got 153 large fish. And that's when he swam, you know, swam to shore. But he noticed in that moment through that miracle that Jesus was the source mm -hmm. for what happened that day because it was so outside of their skill level. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't have the ability to fish eight feet away from where they were fishing and catch that many fish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes you think of like athletes or, you know, whenever celebrities win awards and things like that and they're thanking God because they're, you know, praising him for giving them their, their talents. Right. So I mean, think of that just like relatable. And even, well, it made me think about like, our current season right now with you and your job yeah. hunt and everything that's to come for us like everything truly feels god ordained like well, we we'll talk about that another day but like <laughs> it just that's i was because i was trying to think of like yeah. how can i relate that because i mean i'm not going to go out fishing and suddenly someone's going to tell me to move my net and you know i'm going to catch this many fish that's not going to happen to me. So where in my life do I see that scripture? Do I see that passage happening? And that's what I was thinking of is like our current season and like what's to come for us. Mm -hmm. That's truly, that is outside of what should, could be happening or should be happening for us. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Question. No, I have something to add to that. Okay. <laughs> I love talking about you guys. So <laughs> If you think about Jesus as being your source and, you know, giving you the ability to do something that's so outside of your skill level that you have, that you really can't do. I really believe deep down in my heart that Jesus is your source to be foster parents, because that's not for everybody. You know, everybody does not have a passion for what you guys are passionate about. And yet fostering kids when you never know what you're going to get is so outside your skill level. Yeah. You got a one-year-old, you got a five-year-old, you got a two-year-old boy, you got a baby who knows you have no idea what you're doing. And it's Jesus <laughs> is your source in order yeah. to do what you're doing. It, it, it's gotta be that way. It just has to be. Oh yeah. That's a good, yeah, that's a really good point. Another way to help us relate to our lives for sure. Because it is not all us. No, horrible. I've been a parent and yeah. I couldn't imagine. I mean, you have such a variety and diversity yeah. in the kids that you get. I mean, that's so outside of your level. You have to have Jesus as your source in order to give those kids the love that they need. You know, I, I think you, I think you both have that. Mm -hmm. because you're passionate about that but as far as how to parent the kids that you get yeah I don't even know how to parent my own kids <laughs> just you know what I mean you guys have got to have Jesus in your household for sure yeah that's that's a, that's a good point I love that point, yeah I love that and that even reminded me of tithing too because he 
he is our source for sure when it comes to financial. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no Me other, too. No other way. Yeah. I mean, work, we always talk about like, man, how the heck are we living? We said good. that today. Yeah. We were driving home and it was like, how did we make it work? Yeah. <laughs> and there's no other way than Jesus. Yeah. Oh, He's a great good. source. Yeah, he is. Amen. Um, and then the last thing he said, keep on fishing when like what are we didn't you say and keep in mind like what you're fishing for or something like that well what are you fishing? i, I believe it was around or i asked the question are you even fishing right you know there's a lot of people that get so exhausted with talking you know maybe they've got a friend that they've been talking about coming to church with or talking about jesus with and they're just not getting it in they're like okay i'm done with that I'm so yeah. exhausted with this conversation that they stop fishing mm. and you can't catch fish for the kingdom. You can't bring people into the kingdom unless you're casting your net. Now the job of fishing is ours, right? But the miracle of the catch belongs to Christ. We don't pat ourselves on the back when somebody comes in, you know, into relationship with Jesus. We're just led to preach the gospel talk about Jesus, and hopefully a seed will be planted. And every once in a while, maybe we'll get to lead somebody in a prayer where they get to, you know, accept Jesus. But I want to stand before God when I get to heaven. And when he asks me, who did you bring with you? Hmm. I want to have a line of people yeah, and be like, well, I told her about Jesus and she has a relationship with you. I told him about Jesus. And I want to I want to present mature Christians to Christ. Like I want to disciple people and help people along in their walk. Uh, but man, if I'm not fishing, that means I'm not catching. Uh -huh. And my job is to bring people into relationship with Christ through telling them about yeah. Jesus and then let the spirit do that work in that person until they come into a right relationship. So when you just started talking about that, my eyes kind of started getting teary eyed and I wanted to cry because, which is very weird. I mean, it's not weird. I mean, I cry all the time, <laughs> That's not that hard. <laughs> but it was just weird for the moment because hearing you speak about that and like, um, to keep on fishing, people get tired of the conversation. So they want to give up on people. And it just reminded me of you and Jennifer never giving up on me. And how I'm sure how exhausting I was, not only in seventh grade when I was hyper and crazy and running what? through the church like I own the place, not only then, because then I really didn't even know y'all either. And so you didn't have to like, you easy, easy, easily could have just written me off like, uh-uh, she's too crazy. Moving on to like the, the more quiet student or whatever. But in high school, especially like senior year, whenever I was really, really struggling, and you guys were solid for me and you never like wavered on being there for me, even though I'm sure it was exhausting. I'm sure it was hard to see me struggle or be lost or just be weak, but you guys never, ever gave up on me. And that's why I started getting a little teary eyed because you said that and I'm like, wait, what if you would have given up on me? Yeah, we would have never given up on you. Yeah, but that's like how important that is. Like just thinking yeah. of 
that for my life. And it was so important that you guys never gave up on me or whatever. Y'all kept fishing. Y'all kept fishing for kept me. Even though the rod out there. I remember even having a conversation. I was, and I even told Kendall, like, no, ever talk to your dad about anything because he won't get it. It'll be mean to you. And Kendall was like, <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> like, I oh, know. <laughs> and I remember you like, I, I messed up. <laughs> I don't know what to do this. So, I mean, I'm, I know it was, it had to have been exhausting, but man, I'm so glad that you didn't. And then I often think about with fostering or us saying yes, I think about my grandma. Like what if she wouldn't have said yes to taking me in mm. with my after what, after my dad's journey and his life, what if my grandma wouldn't have said yes to me? And I mean, that's, that's she was fishing. She didn't know what she was going to get. She didn't know what she was getting herself into. But as a grandmother taking in her grandchild, that is so much work. There's generation different. And she was she grew up in a whole different state, a whole different environment, atmosphere, New York. And what if she wouldn't have said yes? And what if she wouldn't have threw her through her line out to me? Then my life would be completely different. Wow, that's just made me super emotional and very thankful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, when Simon Peter was called in Luke chapter four, and I think I got into this, I got confused because the stories are so similar. Mm -hmm. In Luke chapter four, Jesus gets on their boat and he says, go out to deeper water and put your nets down. And they were washing their nets. They hadn't caught enough and they were like, they were done. Mm -hmm. And then they go out and they catch all these fish. And that's when Simon Peter drops to his knees and he says, oh, Depart from me. I am a sinful man. Mm. And then that's in that moment that Jesus says, follow me. I'm going to make you a fisher of people, a fisher of men. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of John's gospel, after the resurrection, here's that whole scene again. Right. And I wonder if Simon Peter in his mind went back three years ago mm. to when he was called by Jesus in that same scenario and thought to himself, okay, I'm about to become literally a fisher of people. Like, I wonder if he knew I'm about to be the sent one because he started the church. You know what I mean? And so he, after that moment in the book of Acts, which we're going to get into, you know, later on, that's when the church started. And so here's Simon Peter, a fisherman giving one of the best sermons ever, ever heard. And 3000 people got saved that day. I mean, like the fisherman literally became a fisher of people. And yeah. it's just so beautiful, how beautiful, how full circle that is. Mm -hmm. When Jesus was his source, you know, he went back to doing what he knew to do. And yet he was at his wits end and he followed Jesus's instructions. And then here he is launching the church, you know, yeah. a year later. It's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Man, there are so many good points that, I mean, I needed, I didn't even know I needed to hear yeah. that we just connected. Yeah. And just made it more relatable mm -hmm. right here. Yeah. <laughs> made us think a little bit more and made us go deeper. Mm -hmm. That's what the point of the podcast is. Yeah. Now I want to encourage everyone because now I'm thinking about all the fishermen in my life that like threw their line out to me when I, I didn't deserve it or whenever I needed it and didn't know it. Or so I'm thinking about all those people in my life. And now 
I want to encourage everybody to do that as well. Think about the fishermen in your life. Sure. Who are those Perfect. people that, I mean, reached out to you or did whatever they needed to do that kept you afloat, like that brought you back here or brought you back to life. And then I also want to encourage everyone to think about who are, who are you fishing for? Just like your ending question, Amen. like, are you fishing? Are we doing that? Yeah. And then. If not, who, get on the boat. Yeah. Get your, get your ride. Let's go. Didn't you say, didn't you ask if we're fishing, like, what are we fishing for? If we're fishing for the right things. Did you say that? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. I literally said, have you caught any fish and are you fishing? Yeah. Now I want to talk about, I caught any fish. I like that. Think about people in your life, maybe that are disconnected from their faith. Mm -hmm. Think about people in your, in your sphere of influence, in your circle, uh, who may not know Jesus. Who can you be fishing for? Mm -hmm. Who do you need to throw your net at? (laughs) So to speak. You know, <laughs> we should make like a live version of this and just throw nets on people. You need Jesus. Come with me. <laughs> That'd be funny. But that really, I'm like turning my, my gears are turning in here to see if I'm doing the work that I need to be doing. Like I'm thinking about all the work that's been done around me and for me, but am I giving, am I returning that? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, fostering, we're doing that. Well, I mean, well again, sure. the story of Jason and Tracy, his sister, five years ago. Yeah. He started fishing. Yeah. And that catch wasn't pulled in until today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think that's, I mean, talk about exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Never stop fishing. I mean, Jason was able to bring one into the kingdom and ah, that's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, that's a good kind of promise keeper a little bit. If we ever get weary, God is always moving. He's always working. Yeah. And it's just little sprinkles <laughs> that we can't see. <laughs> They're happening. That's right. That was good. This is all good. That was great. It's always good. Mm-hmm. It's always good to talk, talk deeper to you, Jamie. Well, me, you know, it's good for me too to process this because you know you you put a message together, and then you get up there and I preach it twice mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. And I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you know this about me, but Sunday mornings ex- it exhausts me. Uh, yeah. And so I ne- I didn't even have time to process it afterwards because baccalaureate happened, and I'm the president of the Ministerial Alliance right now, so I got to kind of be uh, organizing that, and I had to get there early to make sure people were in the places they need to be and see if there was anything I could do. And then came home. Like I haven't had a chance to process this at all. So talking to that with you guys even puts, it puts it deeper in my own spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I really, I, I really appreciate the conversation. Yeah. It's almost like bringing you to church. Like now, now you're, right. you're actually hearing your sermon and kind of being able yeah. to inhale this is my it. Worst of time. <laughs> Rather than just exhaling it in the morning to everybody, you get to sit back and inhale it and really mm. take it in for yourself. You know, and that's what's the, that's the great thing about after sessions, mm-hmm. whether it's on Spotify or somewhere else, people get to listen 
and kind of process through this with us. Yeah. You know, and I think that's very important. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have very many notes for today. I mean, yeah. often I, I, I write some notes and can think of things in the sermon, but it's almost like I'm listening to the sermon so hard that I'm trying to find points to talk about. Whereas like I'm missing the points sometimes, yeah. you know? So that's why I love being able to just be candid in the after sessions and just forget the notes and just talk, talk I'm it different, out. But, yeah. Yeah. He, he well, is- next week will be a good one too. And, you know, next week's mother's day. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about that, uh, that moment when Jesus is talking with Simon Peter and he says, do you love me? But he does that three times. Mm-hmm. And it's really beautiful correlation with Simon Peter. And I cannot wait to get yeah. into that. It'll be a good one. I think yeah. it's the reason he jumped out of the boat and swam to shore. I just, I just think uh, I've, I've felt like Simon Peter in that moment. So I can't wait to get into that next week. Yeah, that'll be good. That'd be good. I'm excited for next week. And if you're struggling to figure out how to um, cast your rod, what you could do would be a great start. Would be to tell them about, tell someone about the After Sessions podcast. Yeah. Tell them about us. Share it. Share it. And Join in on our conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. After Sessions is bait. Yeah. Hey, there you go. On our vessel. We're live bait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw the bait. We're live bait. Throw the bait out there. <laughs> That's great. I love it when you guys comment. Like Paige Hurlerska commented yep. and helped me understand my own thoughts better. Because I can't get it out into words. I can't put anything to words sometimes. And so Paige, people can come in and be like, I think what she's trying to say is this. And I totally understand mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, Thank you. I'm validated. I'm not just gibberish all the time. Anyways, do you have any further notes for today that you want to touch on? No, ma'am. I think that's good for now. Yeah, all right. that was good. Awesome. Well, I will end with Pull it up. Uh, yeah, I'll pull it up. It always takes a little moment. Well, I've got oh. more, more pictures every, every week. Okay. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. I hope everyone has a good week. Amen. We'll see y'all next time. Yeah. Next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.